0: Welcome to
1: Your Next Mission podcast with the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army and co-founder of the American Freedom Foundation, Jack L. Tilley. Proudly presented by Cavalry Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans. Hello out there, warriors, past and present, and your families. Thank you for your service to our great country. Welcome to season three of Your Next Mission video podcast, a program initiative of the American Freedom Foundation. I'm Jack L. Tilly, 12th Sergeant May of the Army, and your host. Now, before we get started, I personally want to thank our presenting sponsors, Calvary Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans for making your next mission happen. They love our veterans and families, and I say it every week. We love them too. We have an incredible show today. We're going to be focused on entrepreneurship, and I'm so excited to introduce Women Veteran Business Champion and Advocate Colonel Retired Michelle Gardner-Ints, U.S. Air Force, also known as Miss
0: GI. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks, Buck Major. What a delight to just some time with you and your dad. Well, I appreciate it a great deal. Hey,
1: I know the audience is really pumped up about hearing what Miss Yi has to say, but before we do that, uh, can you tell the audience just a little bit about yourself?
0: Sure, I'd love to. Uh, well, I've never been without an ID card uh, from my very first breath. Uh, I was an Army brat. Um, I'm an Air Force uh, military spouse, and then I'm a uh, woman veteran myself. I went to 17 different schools uh, because my mom believed in follow her man. And so, uh, you know, change and people and military way of life uh, is all I've ever known. And I've spent my entire adult life serving military members and their families. So it's, it's awesome. I just love it.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, being an entrepreneur seems like a, a great alternative to what uh, some veterans encounter when they find a job after transition. How did being a garrison commander uh, really prepare you to be an entrepreneur?
0: Oh, it was it was uh, perfect. I mean, uh, first of all, you know, I grew up uh, through the ranks. First, uh, started out as chow hall manager, and uh, I think we were talking about before the show. I worked for a uh, chief master sergeant. I was a chief master sergeant lieutenant, and then I rose up through the ranks uh, to be a garrison commander, and un- As being a garrison commander, or we call it a base commander in the Air Force, uh, we had dining facilities, uh, hotels, restaurants, clubs, uh, golf courses, all those things have to generate a revenue. Uh, So I've been an entrepreneur most of my adult life. And then all the other things that were not, um, uh, you know, revenue generating, logistics, HR, IT. Uh, cops I've had cops work for me and signed a few warrants yeah. in my time uh, so all of those things uh I think help to understand both uh the military customer uh as well as uh, operations and uh, and 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 really just being focused on delivering value and this in the in that case we were delivering value to the troops and their families uh and entrepreneurship uh you deliver uh you know value to your customers.
1: Yeah, you know, the uh the army is a little bit different. We have we call them base support ASGs, I think probably mm-hmm. I still call them the same thing. But that but that garrison commander, I mean, really those are the ones that really make things happen on the installation and also connect with the community and make sure their relationship yeah. and stuff is is going in the right direction. So I could see how that would really uh, set you uh, in a good position as far as retirement and and really open up your own company and do a lot of different things why, why do you why do you think veterans find it so hard to start their own business when they get out of the service?
0: Wow, well, first of all, we've been told what to do right yeah. <laughs> most of our lives yeah. uh, there's this, uh you know uh processes and systems uh in place uh, so uh and there's a lot of information and I think uh, You know, in our military service, uh, there's a lot of information, but it's very categorized and organized for us in the form of tech orders and regulations and those kinds of things. And, uh, you know, what I tell uh, veterans uh, going into business is, yeah, there's a checklist. You can go to SBA website and they'll tell you to get your, you know, EIN, which is your social security number for your business and your tax ID for your business and your DUNS number, which is like your social security number and do all these other things. But after that's done, you have to create your own regulation processes, systems, and determine what is going to be my system of uh, generating revenue. What product, what service am I going to deliver? And sometimes that's hard. Uh, I had a conversation with somebody uh, earlier last week that uh, I said, uh, some one veteran woman veteran said veterans can do anything, and I said I believe that. And this other lady who was the HR recruiter said that's the problem. I don't believe veterans can do anything, and I said they can. And we're smart enough to know what we can't, and when we can't do it, we know how to find a, a good wingman, a, a good uh, you know um, a fellow uh, military member who can do it. So I think that's key in business is not only learning the information, but not doing it alone and finding uh, uh, fellow veterans who are stronger in, in the areas where we're weak and, uh, and do business together. They do the part you're weak at and you do the part you're strong at.
1: Yeah, you know, it's really funny you say that because when I got out of the service, uh, I, I wasn't sure what I was gonna do. And uh, of course, a lot of people come after me to hire me to do different jobs. And what happened was I worked for somebody for about eight months and not that i disliked it but i really hated it uh because i yeah. because i went in charge and uh yeah. <laughs> so so, yeah, so so i said to myself well you know let me figure it out so i started doing uh consulting work and i had about eight clients i think it was and i loved it you know i was really sort of yeah. making financially i was really pretty stable until i had to pay taxes at the end of the year uh oh, after yeah. six months and you know so i that that hurt me a little bit but i but i found real quickly that uh, just what you just said, military veterans can do anything. All you gotta do is say, hey, I want this accomplished and they'll get it done. And, and the other thing I think is interesting about veterans is, is that, uh, you know, I tell people I went in, I went into the army at 18 or 17 years old really, but went to war at 18 years old. And I went from 18 to 55 in war. So I grew up a great deal. So I think, so I think uh, yeah, so I think a lot of veterans uh, based on their age, even though if they're 24 or 25, they're probably really 45, you know. That is they,
0: so true. Yeah, they
1: grow up really so quickly. I'd
0: like to add on to Yeah, that, go ahead, major, yeah. I think that's really that's really a key point, right? And I and this is something I told a group of women veterans I was talking to about entrepreneurship, I said, you know, when you deploy or serve with someone, one year is equal to one to five years, yeah. right? Uh, or even ten, if it's in a, a really combat intensive environment. Yeah. and I don't care how much time goes by. It can be years, ten, fifteen years. You can find them on social media and pick up where you left yeah. off. And what I believe, Sergeant Major, is that veterans are not using their network, right? Yeah. people who are already have been out there, transitioned well or doing something they they need, you know, they want to do or to have something. Skills they need uh, help with. They're not asking because they figure, well, I haven't talked to them in a long time. And my thing is, call them. Yeah. you will be surprised. they be honored. I truly mean honored to help you uh, navigate this this road called entrepreneurship and find your specialness where it, you know you can bring you and your family uh, some legacy wealth. So I encourage folks, uh, you know, because people do business with who they know, like and trust. And uh, and and what better way, man? You you know other veterans. We trust them. We have similar values, and so I encourage folks to build their network and and don't don't feel like I've got to be out here shaking hands with strangers. Look at who you know. I'm well,
1: well, you have a you have a special relationship. You know, it doesn't de- it doesn't matter if you're the Army Air Force. Now we may give yes. each other a little yes. bit of. But a little bit of heat yes. every once in a while. <laughs> but the answer is, and you just said it, if if I haven't talked to you in twenty years and I picked the phone up and asked you for something, you got it. Uh because yes. your brothers and sisters in arm and you're and you're gonna help each other out. Yeah. And oh, and that's and, and that's a very special relationship. Does uncertainty have a lot to do with it? You know, when you, you start a business, when you get out of the service? I'm just uncertain about the your qualifications, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think uncertainty about I can many things right but what should i do yeah and i tell people pick that sweet spot that thing and sometimes some, some of us just do things naturally and, and i kind of went through this when i was in business for myself before you know coming into my government job we just do things but we don't really know how special it is well the thing is ask the people around you. if you needed me for something what do you think i'm really good at and they will tell you and then Take that because, you know, one of the things I love to tell them, the transitioning military members, that thing you're fussing about, you know, the boss won't listen to you, you know the right way to do it, that is your business because you already know the solution. Instead of, you know, banging your head against the wall, write it down and have that be, that's the beginning of your business plan of the product, the service, or the solution you're going to provide to the market. So it, the uncertainty is around not thinking that you you're gonna I gotta do everything or or I'm gonna miss everybody. No, if you don't niche down and, and identify exactly what you do, people know what they're gonna get when they get you. Yeah. People know when they get me, they're gonna get solutions. Yeah. They're gonna get relationships. Right. They're gonna get excellence, and they're gonna get a heart of service. Yeah. Those things people know, and it may be operational it may be retail it may be entrepreneurship but people need to know what they're going to get and if you're over here doing it and then you're doing childcare and beer and all these different people people's minds go well who are you what are you about so it's very important to just pick one thing and then that one thing will grow into other things yeah um and um uh, hey this is a game of copy rinse and repeat. You know, when you were in school or when you were taking your, your, your ASVAB and other tests for promotion, you get in trouble for copying. Well, in entrepreneurship, you get rewarded for copying. <laughs> so I, 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 I encourage people, you know, go look at what other people are doing and rinse and repeat. And you'd be surprised. Everybody's got an eagle. You call them and you say, hey, can I just spend 15, 20 minutes with you? And Would you tell me your journey? What would you do differently if you were me? And I'll tell you, 80% of the people say yes, Sergeant Major. Yeah. They're happy to help, whether they're a veteran or not. And when they're not a veteran, oh my God, they're honored to help them veteran, what,
1: right? Well, you know, it's funny you say that because uh, I always thought my my job as a leader, at any level I worked at in the military, was to make the per- the people behind me or that I was working for better. Whether or not it was a commander, I want him to be successful. And if it was somebody that was behind me that that I was working with, that was a junior NCO or junior soldier, I want to make sure that they're best that they could be. And so part of that is is teaching, coaching, mentoring, those people that you're working with. And I just, I love doing that. And and I'd love, in fact, I try to do it just as much as I can now, just as a retiree. I mean, it's, uh, if if people are successful, uh, you win, everybody wins, you know, it, uh, and it, so it's good. That
0: is so fun.
1: The, the other thing I think is important too, is, is uh, again, they have to trust you and they have to believe in you. And they got to understand that, uh, you know, you're not doing something to make you look better. You know, I, in fact, I tell yes. people all the time, I, you know, I'm too old for anything like that. I wanna help people. <laughs> I wanna make sure people do the best they can. And, uh, and if I can help you a little bit or coach you and teach you a little bit, uh, you know, I'm gonna do all I can to help you. We hear the expression, I've never heard this before, gig economy, a lot of these days. And yes. what exactly does that mean? I mean, I don't know what
0: it means, what's that mean? Well, gig economy means, um, you know, and I think it's a it's not a bad model. It's not for everybody. You kind of spoke about it, whether you know it or not, Sergeant Major, when you were out doing consulting with all those different uh, clients, that was a gig economy. You were a solopreneur bringing your service, your intellect, your leadership expertise to market, right? Um, but like you said, the key point, and I did this myself from so the the whole thing of uh, having to pay taxes at the end was triggering to me, uh, because I had the very same experience. But the gig economy is where you take your unique skill and you bring it to the economy. And you can do that mostly as consultants or very key technical uh, kinds of, you know, might be cyber security and testing different systems, but it's a very specific service that you're bringing to market. Uh, And I will tell you, some of the most successful veteran-owned businesses have started out with this, they're calling it gig economy, but it's really uh, being a solopreneur or 1099. I tell troops today, don't, you know, go find a job uh, to interview. And when they say they want to hire you, say, no, I want you to hire my business. Most of them don't need the medical because they can get it through Tricare or VA. Yeah. You then get with an attorney and a lawyer, and you get your business set up. You you have your taxes taken out, and so you you then negotiate instead of a salary. You negotiate. I'm going to come into work two to three days a week. I'm going to provide you with these three or four deliverables on this frequency with this level of excellence or standard. Because what that does then is allows you to do that work, and then two to three, or if you count the entire seven days a week, it allows you other days to go find other business. Yeah. Now, if you were an employee, what would happen is if there was a problem that was not in your job description or work that needed to be done, your boss would say, I want you to do this, and you would do it. If you were a business, you would say no. I can't do that, but I'm happy to modify the contract <laughs> and add that new Absolutely. Um, a need to the contract and it will cost you this and I need to hire two more people to do that work. And I would tell you the most successful veteran-owned businesses, that's how they started. And then they grew enough people to get out of working in the business as an employee for working on the business. Yeah. So that is a it, it's a great model, especially in this gig economy. But but you know I want to put top what you said. Get your taxes in order so that you're not hit with that huge bill. Make sure that you include taxes, other travel expenses, other things that you might need as a business to support that company. Because it, it you have to remember, if you don't include in the contract and they want you to travel, uh, then you're gonna to have to take that out of pocket. So you know just Talk to some people who have done it before, but it's a great model It gives you the freedom that I think we all seek in our situation.
1: Yeah, it's really funny you say that because I, I you know when I got out, I, I asked a few people about doing consulting work. I didn't know how much you'd even charge anybody for consulting work. And uh, now I have, uh, you know, senior general officers that'll contact me and say, hey, Sergeant Major, I said, why don't you call a general officer? They said, well, sorry, Major, I would, but I know you know the deal here, so how about give me a little? And, and so I'll tell them what they should charge, what I recommend, Dan. And you said something a minute ago, I, when I did consulting work, uh, all expenses, everything I did, as soon as I left my house, uh, this fee was my consulting fee. So all, those, okay. those, all of those things have to be included in that. But, uh, but the biggest one I had was the taxes part of it. The other thing I'll tell you is I'm a small business owner. In fact at one point I owned a, really at one point I owned three companies or I had ownership of three yeah. companies, but now I, I have uh, two companies. One of them is going to disband it's disband as we speak. So I have one company, but all of them are retired uh, sergeant majors. Uh, we have one first mm-hmm. sergeant in there, but the but the number one person in my company though is the accountant, which is a, a little
0: <laughs> <laughs> which is a li-
1: little Korean lady that just keeps
0: us all straight.
1: <laughs> so I enjoy you
0: gotta, that. You gotta have it. You gotta have gotta it. Absolutely. <laughs> And I know you take good care of her because she pays good oh, care of Oh,
1: Lord have mercy I take care of her. She, in fact, she's my neighbor. She lives across the street. Uh, and you, um, yeah. In your work, you, you talk a lot about intellectual capital, uh, depth yeah. of knowledge, and how to be a winner.
0: Uh, can yeah. you tell me what that means? Well, you know, it, it, it hurts my heart, Sergeant Major. Um, uh, when, when we um, uh, veterans leave, the military with this um, huge uh, depth and width of, of intellectual capital. And I did a LinkedIn post uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, and what I said was the gold, the absolute pure goal of hiring a veteran as a strategic hire or on a corporate board is our diversity of winning. Yeah. we don't we haven't won one way we've won in multiple ways at different levels yeah. and that is the pure goal and it's pure goals and I don't think the the, the 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 world has recognized yet that that's what you get when you hit in an e seven e eight e nine you get in and you know an o five o six or g o and even uh, even at some lower levels because so we are very technical technically smart folks now but what you get is you get a lot of intellectual capital and we're going and giving it to corporations uh in the form of employment and their their you know stakeholders are winning boats and planes and, and vacations when we could be taking that intellectual capital and using it as a consultant and making money to increase our family's wealth because you and I both know the military is a great way of life, but if you're not getting rich yeah. uh, <laughs> right immediately, you yeah, know, unless yeah. you get great investing along the way, so that's why I talk about because anybody can be anybody in the military can either tell their story and make money, uh, they can teach others how to um, uh, develop systems because we're very systems and process oriented. Uh, we can help with leadership. Oh my God, we, we've had you know and overcome so many leadership challenges. So you know, when I talk about intellectual capital, I think there's an opportunity for anyone, even if they they do have employment, to do have a a business on the side, if nothing more than to uh, to leverage some of the other skills that may not be maximized uh, employment. Yeah. you know, sometimes you get boxed yeah. in yeah. and you don't really get a chance to use it all. Yeah. You, you know, the other thing I talk
1: about though is, is make sure you have a balance. You know, the, a lot of the yes. boards that I sit on, they have uh, senior general officers and they may only have one or two enlisted guys. And I said, well, you know, True. 86% of the forces are enli- 82%, 82% of the forces enlisted and the rest are officer yes. or warrant officers. And so to have a yes. balance between enlisted uh, an officer, I think, is really critical. The other thing, again, I think I said it already. Though, and
0: can I throw in women? There's not a lot
1: of women. No, officers. no, that's <laughs> right. Women. Absolutely. <laughs> right. It, it, and really, I, you know, I don't know. I tell people all the time. I, I'm not sure how I started. Maybe I think I was ahead ahead of my time or something. But but I was looking at diversity uh, when I was a first yeah. sergeant, and when I was a battalion sergeant major. And and I used to say, I used to tell people when I put a color guard out, if if I didn't have something that represented that unit, you know, whether or not it was a white, brown, uh, male or female. I always said, you know, I always said it has to be a mixture, you know, of everybody. Uh, and yeah. I did that as a division, every level I ever worked in the army. And, and uh, when people come out and start talking about diversity, I said, well, geez, I've been doing diversity all my life. I've been, I've been doing all that. There. But the other thing about that I think is really important is, is uh, I, I don't know if you know Al Michael and Vince Patton. We had them on, uh, last year on, on a show we did about Martin Luther King. And uh, mm-hmm. and I told them I said not once in my life when I was in combat did I look to the left and the right and care what any color anybody was. It was about we're all family, we all work together, and that's and that's you know one day I, I wish our company would, would our company our country would look the same way. And I think that's I think we're going in the right direction. Uh, yeah. But but I think yeah. that's I think that's really I agree. important. Yeah, I agree.
0: I agree. I think. You know, one of the things I've always said is excellence is colorblind. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, absolutely. When, when, yeah. when, when you're excellent, nobody stops to say, oh, my God, that was a black girl that did that. You know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're just happy, well, yeah, well, just happy that, 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 that the mission got done, right? That the people were taken care of or the problem was solved. And And I think sometimes, you know, you're talking to a gal where, you know, I grew up and my dad was one of the first black Army Corps of Engineers yeah, yeah, officers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when I arrived at that at his first duty station, I was the only black officer's kid most of my formative, you know, years yeah. all the way up until I was a senior in high school. Yeah. So, you know, um I I I, I believe you, what you're saying is true and I will tell you, most of my mentors did not look like that yeah. until I got to be in my most senior rank yeah um so you know i think if you're if you're excellent you do well uh your heart is right you, you know and uh you treat people right most most people i think the military sets the tone for diversity yep. actually um will treat you right right and and and, and I, I mean i know there's to the rule but for most part, I, 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 you're
1: spot on. I think everybody should come into the military. I know we'll never do that. I wish it was a draft and made everybody come into the military because it no, really makes. Sense. I, did you ever meet General Powell? I
0: did. He's an amazing, well, I, I, amazing.
1: I, knew General Powell when I was a, uh, I think it was a sergeant first class or a first sergeant uh, in the army, and so uh, you know, as a battalion a brigade, so I knew him for bumping into him uh, from a number of years, and I'll never forget this story. He told me a story one time. He said. Uh, he was at West Point, I guess. I don't know what, I mean, what yeah. level he was at there. But he was West Point, well, I guess he was a senior getting ready to graduate. And he was selected as a, as, as a, uh, as a commander. And this one guy that come down, he says, hey, look, he says, uh, he says you know, I, I'm upset, it's, I'm mad as hell. And, I said, and he said, well, what's wrong? He said, well, they say they selected you because you was a minority to be a commander. And he said, uh, and, okay. the, and the guy that was with him said, let's go down and tell him why. And he said, which I think was wonderful. He says, "No, I'm not going to tell him why. I'm going to show him." And and I think yeah. that's what you have to do in life is you have to show people about. We're getting off the subject here a little bit, but no, no, no. But we're, but, we're, but you have to show stuff. people and, and and look for the good in people. And and I think that's yeah. uh, that's certainly what I've always tried to do, and I'm sure you have too. So
0: well, no, no, it, I think it's, I think uh, there's a Bo Davis because I'm a Tuskegee Institute grad. Yeah. Um, you know, said something, there was a riot um, at Travis Air Force Base, and, you know, B.O. Davis was our, our first, you know, uh, uh, general officer, black general officer in the Air Force. He said, um, uh, he when he came out to calm the truth, because he was the wing commander, he said, I might be your color, but I'm not your kind. And I said, I might be your kind, but not your color also. <laughs> so I added on to it because really, What that is talking about is the value of the person. The heart of the person can be the same kind and they may not be the same color. And we can also be the same color what our value Well, same. it
1: all so it all goes I really trust the heart. Yeah, yeah. It, it all goes back to what we said before. It's about trust. And people know if you're real. Yeah. This is an old saying now, real or memorex. I don't know if you remember that night. But <laughs> but, it, but, but, you, but they know if you're real or memorex, and you really yeah. they understand if you care. So I, I uh yeah. hold that thought. We're, we're, gonna, we're talking with the women veteran business uh, champion and advocate, Colonel Retired, Michelle Gardner in US Air Force, and you're watching. In your next mission video podcast with me, your host, Jack L. Tilly, 12th Sergeant Major of the Army. And don't forget, if you're enjoying this discussion, and I know that you are, please like us, click on that subscribe button below. Now, uh, I'm not gonna say ma'am, I'm gonna say Miss G.I. During this, I know that you love that. So during this segment, I I wanna explore the work you're doing with uh, women veterans. As you know, women are, you know, the fastest growing segment of veteran population in this country which means there are gonna be more women veterans looking for opportunities once they, uh, once they really transition out of the service. Uh, How are we doing to really to address that issue? I mean, to address the issue that's gonna be facing us right now, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, so it shows a couple of, uh, you know, challenges. About 30,000 women are leaving the military every year. So more women are joining, but also more women are leaving and they're leaving for family balance, uh, you know, for caretaker reasons, uh, for relationship reasons, you know, it's really hard, to, you know, to ask a guy to follow you around. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's becoming more accepted, but it's still uh, not. And and um, you know, having said all of those things, women, more women are going into STEM, right? But the problem is, when they come out of the military, they don't go into entrepreneurship. They're going into Employment and most of the opportunities for women in the federal government, or for any any veteran person in the federal government, is IT is number one, construction, professional services, which is like consulting, uh, logistics, and then uh, you know there's some uh, you know supplies and equipment and those kinds of things. There's about there's about ten areas that where the government spends most of its money. But, uh, you know, we want to make women aware that entrepreneurship is a great option and gives them the flexibility and gives them the opportunity to determine what success looks like as an entrepreneur. Uh, that's 200,000, it's 2 million, it's 2 billion or 2 trillion. It's limited by the resilience, uh, the leadership and the business model of uh Of the woman veteran, and so you know i've been on a on a mission to uh uh to tell people that women veterans are a top secret weapon uh a national treasure um and the reason I say a national treasure because imagine uh you know I told somebody when you come in to serve, most women come in for education and travel, yeah, but you don't realize that while we want and we love to serve, our bodies were not meant to do so. Yeah. So there's a lot of neck and back injuries injuries from the rucksack, the psychological injuries. Um, you know, there's uh, you know military sexual trauma. There's a lot of things that women balance, and then they're asked to leave the chil- leave children, or their infertility are impacted, and they 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 can't have children. Um, so all of those things, though, despite those, they overcome those. They stay and they serve with distinction, yet. We talked about a little bit earlier. They're not on corporate boards. They're not being hired at senior level, uh, you know, positions. And so this is an opportunity for the world to realize that if you get a woman veteran entrepreneur, either as a teaming partner, or you hire them as a company, or even as an employee, or or, you know, even in a leadership position, you're going to get someone that's going to bring some very unique uh, skills. Uh, to, um, to the team. And, uh, you know, President Obama said it a couple of years ago, you you, you want to make a, a, a company or organization for hire a woman, And and I believe that, you know, I, they, and I'm not, and I'm not nail bashing, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, no, no,
1: you know, I can take it, I can take it. <laughs> hey, look here, I, I, you made me think of so many things. I'm gonna tell you two <laughs> things real quick here. One is that I sat on the board with TRADOC that says, you know, should women be in combat arms? And, uh, wow. and 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 I sit on that board, and, and I went in there and I sit down, and, and at the time there's a bunch of general officers and stuff, and uh, and I and I've worked with them, and I'll tell you about a woman I worked with in a minute, but I said, hey, look, it's real simple for me. There's standards in the military. If a male or a female meets that standard, they can go on that particular MOS. That's it. And, and, it and, this, and this, and,
0: and, and this. Well,
1: I mean, be, give them the opportunity. Uh, and I said, it's, you know, we're, we're going to do, we're going to spend millions of dollars testing everybody to to see whatever, and and we're going to come to the same result. So let's just get to it. Well, they, you know, I'm not sure they listened to me. The second thing is, though, I had a uh, and see, she's passed away, but she's one of the the finest people I ever worked with in my life. Her name was uh, Mary Sutherland, and she was the DISCOM sergeant major uh, when I was a division sergeant. Major. So she moved, I was already a division, she moved into that that uh, senior position. And she came over and had an office call with me. And and I looked at her and says, uh, I said, I said, well, you know, I've never worked with a female at that level. You know, I was always, it was always men. And she says, I said to her, I says, well, Sergeant Major. I I said, well, how do you want me to treat you? And she looked me right in the eye and says, just like everybody else.
0: Oh, and and I said,
1: okay. So, so we was in a parade field one time And she had told me that and she'd come up and she said, Sergeant Major, remember, treat me like everybody else. And then I I chewed her butt about something and sort of sent her back. (laughs) But she was- uh, No,
0: but but she appreciated that. And and you'd be surprised. Um, You know, when people were tough on me and didn't uh, hold back, it made me better. And I appreciate it. And I think most people, if they want to uh, succeed and and be be the best they can do, Women appreciate that. Well, you gotta be uh-huh. got to
1: be honest and fair and you just can't be honest and yeah. fair for a yeah. male or for, wh- it's it's for yes. everybody. Yes. M- my thought in yes. the military, well, and, and even in life, uh, I treat everybody the same. If I'm upset at you or bothered by you, I'll correct it and go on and forget about it. But yes. but you treat everybody the same. And so, I, in fact, here's one last, you make me think of stuff. I had a, a young sergeant one time, she works in the Pentagon now. She, she came to me and she says, Sergeant Major, I got a question. I said, why is that? Well, how come when I fill out the the uh, the form or application they got to say white black whatever, I said well what's wrong with that? She says why can't I just say I'm an American? And I thought yeah. I thought well you know I said she's really right you know why did she why did we distinguish between one or I'm an American period let it go so hold that thought hold that thought. we're going we're gonna be right back we we're uh we got a lot more to talk about and if you're not having a good time something's wrong about it. so don't go anywhere we'll be right back you're watching your next mission video podcast. You're watching Your Next Mission, proudly presented by the Cavalry Agency. They help brands dominate no matter their size. Ideas, strategy, action. This is Cavalry. Learn more at cavalry.com. Navy Federal Credit Union, the most trusted credit union owned by members of the military community, serving all branches of the armed forces and their families. Their members are the mission. LEARN MORE AT NAVYFEDERAL.ORG. PURDUE GLOBAL, PROVIDING AFFORDABLE ONLINE EDUCATION FOR HARD-WORKING ADULTS. LEARN MORE ABOUT A PERSONALIZED, INNOVATIVE, AND WORLD-CLASS EDUCATION AT PURDUEGLOBAL.EDU. NOW BACK TO YOUR HOST, THE 12TH SERGEANT MAJOR OF THE ARMY, JACK L. TILLY. Welcome back. We're blessed to be here today with the uh, Women Veteran Business Champion and Advocate, Colonel Retired Michelle gardner ints U.S. Air Force. And I want all of our veterans to reach out to me directly. Tell us about your transition. Tell us what topics you'd like us to cover. I always tell people it's not my show, it's, it's our show. You can call or text me at 844-424-1134, and I'll actually reach back out there. Or send me an email at uh, smatilly at we're heading into our final segment with you, Dan. I, I hope you've enjoyed it just as much as I have. I just have a couple more. I say a couple more questions. I'm sure I'm going to have more questions. We, we were discussing earlier, navigating the waters of entrepreneurship can be you know, frightening and challenging for both men and women veterans. What, what can they put in their toolbox to help them uh, navigate that, really that new frontier?
0: Well, I think it comes down to two things uh you know i i i need a lot of uh veteran uh women who uh also say hey i you know i i just want to get a government contract i just want to get a government contract and, and and it really is about focus it is about focus and it's about market research and it's about your business model right um so first i'm going to say focus Focus your value. And I want to share the Uncle Sam method. S stands for solve a problem. A stands for address an issue. M stands for meet a need. So Uncle Sam gave you a lot of stuff in your rucksack, but you've got to focus it on what problem are you solving, what need are you meeting, and what issues are you addressing. That's the bottom line. So that's the Uncle Sam method focus second thing is market research market research is around you everywhere if uh, a government agency uh, in the newspaper there's an opportunity for you to solve that problem uh, IG report gaO report uh, spend USA spend uh, spending will tell you where the government's spending their money strategic plan all of those things are are issues that need you to solve them. And when you're talking to people, just don't talk to them about what they're doing. Talk to them about the problems they're having, so that you have a better uh, insight. And then, you know, last but not least, there are um, plenty of opportunities out there for you to uh, bring your 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 uh, your your product or service to market. But your business model, your revenue model, is important. A lot of us know how to solve things. But we don't know how to sell and make money, yeah. and so your business model is about selling, right? And I, and I talked to a guy last night on on my podcast, my kind of call-in show on LinkedIn, and he said we sell, you know, masks and gloves, and now people aren't buying that anymore. And I said, well, what what's your other business model? He says, oh, we don't have one. And I said, why not? I said because your business model is that the manufacturer sells it to you, you mark it up, and you sell it to the government. I said, with inflation, if the manufacturer increases their price, and the government decides they don't want to pay any more, your profit margin now is, is, has gone down, smaller. So you need to find out another business model. And I said, have you joined, um, you know, uh, professional organizations that do sanitation? What kind of certifications? Uh, There's certifications for sanitation and the air quality and- all kinds of things that deal with cleanliness. I said, oh, have you looked at um, uh, uh, city, state, right? Local, universities, all buy these things. And then I told him, I said, you must benchmark. Look at companies who are successfully doing something similar to you. What organizations are they in? Join, start to hear the culture. Hear the conversation. How are things done? Ask people questions. All of those things are not only market research, but will help you refine your business model. And then I said you may want to go into cleaning, but if you go into cleaning, do you want to go into large business cleaning, uh, you know, airport cleaning? So it's very important to niche down and identify your, your, your revenue model, and that revenue model needs to have profit in it. If you're not making money, it's just a hobby. And can the last thing I'm going to say, Sergeant Major, I'm begging veterans to stop saying, well, I have my retirement. I have my VA disability. I don't need to make money. I just want to help people. Please do it for your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, even if you don't think you need the money do it for them
1: and leave a great legacy and make some money. Yeah, you know, no, I, I agree hundred percent. I told people when I got out of the service, you know, I I, I started doing things and, and again, I very quickly figured out that, uh, you know, they'll pay you for your for your service. And, uh, you know, so I thought that was good. The other thing is about opening a company. I think if you want to open a company or you're serious about it, if you can start it two, year, two years out before you get out of the service or a year out before you get out of the service, I think that's good. I think the other thing is, find a mentor. Find somebody that's already running a company that can cut down on some of the issues that you have. You know, some things they messed up on, so you don't have to do the same yeah. things that'll, that'll help you go on. I mean, I I, uh, I tell people all the time, I've just, uh, just been very fortunate in my life, but I started a company only for one reason, is because I was making so much money in consulting work, not saying I'm making a lot, but, but I paid a lot in taxes, so I said, how do I write that off? And so I said, well, I'll do a company. And then I had a friend come to me and said, "Look, I need your help with something. Would you do this?" Sure. And I ended up hiring like six people, I think, for the job. And then another yeah. another guy came for it. Our gal came from, or whatever. But they came to me and, yeah. and and sort of said, "Because you know, help me out." And and the main reason why is because they had the trust and confidence. They yes. knew that I wasn't going to yeah. quit on the job and I was going to do it. Yes. Hey, I, yes. I I know one resource uh, is your weekly uh, LinkedIn live show that you do. Can you, can you talk about that?
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I always start with the end in mind. And so in January, 2019, I decided I was going to embark on LinkedIn, uh, you know, kind of just start putting myself out there and, and, and and I was planning to go into business for myself. I've always had a company, but I've kind of, it was kind of dormant. Uh, and so I said, I want to be a LinkedIn influencer. I didn't really know what that meant. Uh, but it means uh, uh, doing a lot of work on social media. Yeah, I can tell you that. Yeah. And so uh in in November of 2021, they they named me, a uh, uh, you know, LinkedIn influencer. And as part of that, I got to beta test the audio uh, feature of LinkedIn. And that's where uh, it's like a call-in talk show is the best way to put it. Yeah. Uh People can join, raise their hand, ask questions, or they can just sit while they're, you know, Working out or cooking, and just listen to it. But I decided I wanted to use that opportunity to help veterans and underserved communities, that's minority women, veterans, disabled companies, learn more about this thing, government contracting. And so what I've done is I I've gathered a group of experts that I think give us a 360 degree view on government contracting. We have a retired contracting officer. We have a SCORE mentor, and, you know, if you don't know about SCORE, go to SCORE.org. You can get you a business mentor. We've got a business advisor who does business-like um, um, development. We've got a uh, a coach who's a business coach, and we have what we call the doctor. He's a PhD guy, a former Air Force guy, but he is in the 8A program, young guy, less than 50, that's really making a lot of money, has figured it out. And, um, and so when people come in, they get to just be vulnerable. It's not recorded. If you miss it, you miss it. Because I wanted Sergeant Major to provide a safe space where people could say, I don't understand. I don't get it. I'm struggling. Can you help me? And it is, it is just a great environment. And, and uh, people connect with one another, support one another. No sales allow. Uh, this is just help. Veterans, women, minorities, uh, small businesses succeed on the journey as a community. Well, it's all about that relationship, you yeah,
1: know. Once, yeah, once you, yeah. uh, once you get a group of people together, and once they start talking, they'll find out where they fit in in that conversation, you know. So it's all about, you know, trusting and having a good relationship and seeing what you could do as a as a team. The other thing I think is pretty interesting too. If, if you find another company that that uh, that you can team with, you know, if you're going to go after yeah. contracts. You know, somebody that has yes. maybe qualifications that you may not have, uh, team with them yes. so he can get a contract. Because you always want to be growing and, and doing those kind of things. Yes. So, yes.
0: well, but what we talk about in there, Major, I want to say the teaming thing, uh, you know, we have to be careful, right? Uh, because they're predators. And that's exactly what I'm going to call them because these set-asides-the veteran, the woman, the minority yeah, set aside, yeah. minimize competition, right? For these huge contracts. And they are predators who will come and, and, you know, I've had people say, Hey, I'll pay you $250,000. You know, we'll do all the work. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll handle everything. And, and they're making 2 million, but they're giving you 250,000. Yeah, no. And so, so we have to be careful. I tell my ladies date around, you know, make it a value based decision when you're going to team with people. Um, and, and, and if it looks too good to be true, uh, hard major, probably is. Well,
1: the the other <laughs> thing is important too is make sure you have that in the contract. If you if I'm on a team with yes. you, uh, you're going to give me twenty five percent or ten percent or whatever. Yeah. If if, yes. if they're going to have fifty people, yes. I'm going to get ten people. That's so 10. you got to have it yes, in the dot, in the contract when yes. you do that. Yeah, I've went through yes. the same thing. I, I I won't tell you who with, but but uh, I lost a uh, God, I think it was a twenty million dollar contract one time that uh, I don't know if you ever heard a Hunt, Eat, Kill contract. I won't tell you what company it was, yeah,
0: but yeah, but, it, but I it, found it,
1: it, found a contract and the company I was working with, you know, I gave it to that particular organization and they gave the contract to somebody else. Well, the, the owner of that organization ended up suing those guys. I'm not sure whatever happened, but but I'm with you. You got to do your due diligence, but the, but the thing yeah. about it, but you got to find somebody that you believe in, that you trust, and there's Correct. a lot of them out there. Correct. But but the one thing about it, I, I, a lot of people I teamed up is people I've known for years, and I had a lot of there yeah, you. And, I, and I trusted them, and they trusted me, and and it, you know it wasn't it wasn't so hard. But uh, in fact, the one of the ones I teamed up was my old battalion commander uh, that did some wow. stuff with. So it was getting a lot of good, and and we talked. Well, we don't talk as often we used to, but uh, at least a couple of times a year, we're talking to see each other. Hey, uh, first of all, let me say it was a great discussion. I enjoyed it a great deal, and like and, and thank you for what you're doing. It's important work, uh-huh. and uh, keep know. up the good job. And if we can help you, certainly uh, hey. let us know in any way we can. Any final thoughts? Anything you want to share with the audience? Uh, you know, something yes, maybe. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I,
0: I will say that there's a lot of resources out there, right? And um, you know, don't try to drink the whole ocean at one time. Uh, just eat what you need right now. So if you're just at the beginning, then you want to focus on getting your foundation. You know, we call it the bank, uh, the a- attorney, the insurance, but and uh, you know, and um, and the tax folks, the accounting folks. You want to get all those lined up so that when you start running, you can go fast. Relationships, relationships, relationships. Yeah build them before you need, build a bridge before you need it. It's uh, relationally uh, and and physically impossible to build bridge and run over it at the same time. People try to do it. If you just build bridges, help people when uh, when it's time, they'll remember your name when opportunity is in the road. And that's the last thing I want to say is as veterans, let's share. If that opportunity is not for you. Don't go, oh, no, I don't do that. No, think about who does do that, that you know. Be the person that remembers your, your teammate, your shipmate, uh, your fellow comrades when opportunity is in the room, because that's how we all grow and all boats rise together, and, and let's get after this fun thing called entrepreneurship, because there's so much freedom and opportunity in it. You know, thank you so much. It, you me. know,
1: it's really funny you say that because I've had a, a, a few friends over the years that that call me and says, hey, look, uh, I, I may not be able to do this, but this is something I want to share with you and, and give me a contract to help me out. So uh, again, thank you. thank you so much what you're doing and, and keep you. up the great work. Thank thanks, Thanks for coming on the thank show. You. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you. And follow me on LinkedIn, uh, really appreciate Well, well you, gotta follow, you gotta me.
1: follow me too and you gotta subscribe to our show, you gotta get it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> hey, thanks a lot. Uh, thanks to Michelle Gardner right, for uh, being with us today. And I'm Jack Attulli, 12th Sergeant Major of the Army. You've been watching your next mission video podcast and thank you for watching today. Please visit our website at yournextmission.org and leave me a review. I always say, I hope it's a good review, but if it's a a bad one, I can take that too. You can also visit our nonprofit partners there who can provide you with so many services that will assist you in your transition from the military. Also visit our corporate partners and and see all the jobs that are available. Please know we want to assist you any way we can. Please follow me on all my personal social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and, and Rumble. And if you enjoyed the discussion, and I know you have with Michelle, please like us, click on that subscribe button below. Don't forget, we wanna hear from you. Please leave me a message or send me a text at 844-424-1134 or send me an email at smatilly at yournextmission.org. Thanks again to Michelle Gardner-Entz for, for joining us. It was just great having her on the show. And at this part of the show, it's always uh, always my final thoughts. And and I'm really gonna think about a couple of things, share, Mentor and develop. Remember, we're we're all part of a family. We all need to make sure that we we help each other. You know, there's about 17 million veterans out there and and we're all part again, part of a family. We need to make sure that we're successful. If we want to open up a company, we want to, you know, we want to run something. We want to have a successful life. Never think that you're by yourself. We're all together and we're all going to be successful together, just like uh, Michelle you know, God bless you, and, and just keep up the good work. Again, thanks to thanks for watching, and thanks to Cloudcast Media, New Mind Studios, and of course, our four presenting sponsors, Calvary Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans. We appreciate all you do for our military. And as always, see you on the high ground. Hooah! You've been listening to Your Next Mission, brought to you by the American Freedom Foundation. Learn more by visiting yournextmission.org.